This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darug, Gunungurra and Tharawal nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their Elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Westwards podcast for today, Sunday the 28th of November 2021. It's getting close to Christmas, which is why in the background you might hear my family putting uh, things on Christmas trees and you might even hear Michael Bublé in the background. Uh, it seems to be that time of year when I think Michael Bublé lives in a cave somewhere or he might be, in, he might be cryogenically frozen and every year they uh, around this time of year, just uh, towards the end of November, beginning of December, they wheel him out and off we go and we've got another season of Bublé. But that's okay because, well, it's Christmas. You know, we have to be forgiving, don't we? Oh, I don't mean to be mean to Michael. He's done very well. So welcome to the podcast for today. Uh, it's a slightly different one today because I've got a bit of a feature to play you, which is a conversation by some, uh, some emerging writers from Western Sydney. These are all writers who were part of the Westwards Varuna Emerging Writers Writer and Residence Program that just wrapped up today. They all went home today. Uh, they spent a week in Varuna up in the beautiful Blue Mountains where it's been misty and wet and rainy. And look, those of us who live in the Blue Mountains have probably had enough of the rain for now. Uh, but we also accept that this is part of life up here, those beautiful misty days and the cold, and it's not terribly cold, it's, what is it, about nine degrees, I think, today, which is, it's cool, but it's it's also misty and pretty unsummer-like, to be honest, and I think, it's, does summer start tomorrow or the next day? I'm not sure, look, I can't keep track. But the people who have been at Varun have been enjoying the the misty weather and, and all that Varun has to offer, and so I've got a bit of a conversation with them that I'd like to share with you. I was lucky enough to have dinner with them last night, and we had a long chat about uh, a few things to do with the experience, but also their own personal approaches to the writing. There, are, there were four emerging writers there, and we're going to have a little chat about that in a minute. There's also some very exciting news that we want to share with you, and a little bit more. And straight after this, we're going to be talking about the Birthday Boys, so stay with us. So the Birthday Boys seems vaguely appropriate today. Uh, we often have, or every episode of the Westwards podcast, we feature somebody's quote, somebody usually who was born on this particular day. Today, as I say, is November the 28th, and in 1807, no, sorry, I apologise, 1757, 28th of November, one William Blake was born. William Blake, of course, was the poet, the painter, the printmaker, an astonishing painter, wonderful poet, and was a lot of what he wrote was very much about the spiritual life. And the 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 and the religious life, and which is why the Blake the Blake Poetry Prize is named for him because he 
he had an interesting perspective on religion. He was a bit hostile to organised religion. He was influenced by the ideals and ambitions of the French and American revolutions, and, and he rejected a lot of those political beliefs, but, but was also a good friend of Thomas Paine's um, and was influenced by a number of other thinkers. And, and because of that, he was what William Rossetti called a, gloom, a glorious luminary and a man not forestalled by predecessors nor to be classed with contemporaries nor to be replaced by known or readily surmisable successes. Which is why I remember when we studied Blake at school, uh, they had a, photo, a painting on the front of Blake. And I remember looking at that and going, hang on, I thought we were studying this guy's poetry. Anyone who paints as well as this can't be both those things, but yes, he actually was. And he's a bit surreal, some of his painting. Uh, but I've got, anyway, so that, that's William Blake. And the Poetry Prize, which has now closed and we're in the process of judging, is named for him. So it seems vaguely appropriate, I guess, that today is uh, the day that we pull out a couple of his quotes. Well, one in particular I want to talk about. Because he said things like, to generalise is to be an idiot, which you know, I think is a fair point. A man who never alters his opinion is like standing water and breeds reptiles of the mind. Yeah, okay, that's, that makes sense. But the one that I really love is this. In the universe, there are things that are known and things that are unknown, and in between there are doors. On first reading, you might be forgiven for thinking that I was reminded of Donald Rumsfeld when I read that, and I was. Donald Rumsfeld, of course, was the United States uh, Minister of Defence, or I don't know, Defence Secretary, whatever they, they called him. And he famously talked about no, things that are known and unknowns and we the known unknowns and the unknown knowns and and he was when you unpack it it actually made some sense what he was saying but it was it was very easy to just dismiss that immediately as being just crazy talk but the end of that quote by William Blake there are doors is how the doors the band the doors came to get their name Jim Morrison who was I guess you could argue that Jim Morrison was more a poet than a singer, really. He loved that quote, and so he called his band The Doors because of that. So there's a little bit of trivia for you. So we're not going to dig too much more into that, except to say that it's William Blake's birthday. Happy birthday, William Blake, you talented person with the amazing painting and all your poetry. And and we might not agree with everything that he believed or... or, or thought or or the advice that he followed but at the end of the day here is a man who embraced his creativity and just left it all out there for everyone to see and he was unapologetic about it and for that he deserves our undying respect so happy birthday William Blake now I promise you some exciting news at the top and here it is the exciting news that involves an award two awards in fact so a little bit of background. Last year, Westwards was nominated for two awards. Well, organisation was nominated for one, and Michael Campbell, our executive director, was nominated for one as well. And these were the Wasabi Awards. The Wasabi Awards are the Western Sydney Awards for Business Excellence. And last year, the organisation was nominated for the Commonwealth Bank Excellence in Arts and Culture Award, and we won that one. And... Our director, Michael Campbell, was nominated for the AAA City Removalist Outstanding Business Leader Award. Unfortunately, on that last occasion, last year, uh, that gong didn't come to Michael. 
But we were very proud to receive the one for the organisation. It was a very strange event. I think I talked about it at the time. Is, um, they, because of COVID restrictions, they had to separate everybody into two different rooms and one room was getting the awards, the other one wasn't, and there was an outcry. And we were in the naughty room, we were in Hall B, and we were, we were scolded several times from the lectern, something we weren't proud of, but it, it did remind us of being back in Year 10. But anyway, that was last year. We won one and were nominated for the other. This year we were nominated for both again, the same awards, and we went one better because not only did the organisation win the, the overall Arts and Culture Award, but Michael Campbell, our director, also won the AAA City Removalist Outstanding Business Leader Award, which is a massive award because it's across all organisations in Western Sydney and it's quite an achievement. And we who work at Westwoods would like to thank Michael for his hard work because he works harder, I think, than any of us. Spends many, many long nights working hard to keep the lights on and the doors open and all those things. And so this was nothing more than he deserved and we feel it's nothing more than we deserve either because we're very proud of what we do at Westwoods and the people we reach and the services we offer. And so uh, that was it. Now, I'm, I'm just going to read Michael's statement. He said, uh, to win the 2021 Outstanding Business Leader Award as a leader of a not-for-profit arts organisation, coming out of two years of COVID disruption is extraordinary. I couldn't be more thrilled. Coupled with Westwards winning for the second year in a row, the Excellence in Arts and Culture Award, this recognition by the Western Sydney Chamber of Commerce is not just an honour for me and Westwards, but is also an endorsement of the critical and fundamental role that the arts contributes to a th thriving society and a vibrant economy. I'd like to thank Wasabi along with the category sponsors AAA Removalists and Combank. None of what any of us does happens in isolation. I have wonderful colleagues and partners of Westwards. Thank you. This award, this recognition, this endorsement is yours. It is a celebration of the strength of Western Sydney stories and the importance of the work we do together. I'd also like to acknowledge all the other finalists, what amazing people and companies you are. So that was very exciting. Uh, 128 finalists and uh, we jag two of them so thank you to the wasabi thank you to michael thank you to everyone listening for your support and um wow wouldn't it be nice to do it a third time but for now we're just going to enjoy the accolades now look there's also a stop press on this because we found out just last week that we westwards has also been nominated for the 2021 business awards delivered by business new south wales we're state finalist i don't know when that is announced but for now uh we're going to add that to the list and put it on our SIG files and, and appreciate that uh, what we do is being recognised. And as I say, a lot of it is down to those of you who continue to come to us and stay in contact with us and talk about us and take, take advantage of the services we offer. So thank you to everyone for that. As I mentioned at the very top of the show, I was fortunate enough to spend some time at Varuna this week helping oversee a program that we have been doing for a number of years now. Some very good writers and big names have come through this program at the very early stages of their career. And I'm talking about the Westwards Varuna Emerging Writers in Residence. We're four emerging writers from Western Sydney or with links to Western Sydney are hosted at Varuna for a week. And there's three parts of this program. There's the writing time in Varuna, there is the mentorship that we offer and there is also the time spent together just feeling like writers i suppose you could call it and 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 making connections and 
and feeling their way into the industry and hopefully gaining enormous confidence in what they do. The mentors that we usually choose uh, ordinarily stay in the house, but because of COVID this year, because we wanted to be remain nimble on the organisation's program, the mentors were piped in, if you like, via Zoom to the house to do their mentoring with the with the writers in residence. Before I go any further, let me tell you what Varuna is, in case you don't know. Varuna is a house that was gifted to the Australian writing community by Mick Dark, who is a son of the Dark family, who bequeathed the house to him and then he bequeathed it to the writing community of Australia. Mick died a couple of years back, but it was uh, an incredibly generous thing to do so. Now it is this beautiful home in Katoomba. It's out of town just a little way, but it's walkable from town and it's in a beautiful garden, an astonishing garden, and it's a residential writer's retreat. And it's very hard to get in. You have to... You have to uh, apply and, and hope for the best to get into the mainstream Varuna programs. But fortunately, they they host a week for us every year. And so we organise the program and they host it for us. And this year, they uh, Varuna contributed in a couple of other ways as well, which I'll talk about in just a sec. But the four riders who were there were Shannon Anima, Blake Curran, Kennedy Estefan and Michalina Siriani. And they were working on a whole bunch of different kinds of things, a bit of YA, some memoir, some literary fiction, and some genre fiction. And so the mentors that we chose for those, Jack Heath worked with Shannon and Blake, and Zoya Patel worked with Michalina and Kennedy. But we also were really fortunate and grateful to have Lee Kaufman join us on Friday afternoon via... Zoom from Melbourne to talk about her new book, but also to give advice and, and answer questions by the four writers who were in Varuna, plus a whole bunch of others who were invited, people who had applied for Varuna, uh, people who are uh, our fellows, other interested writers and, and folks. So that was a really terrific conversation with with Lee, and thank you to v Vici and Amy from Varuna for organising that. I was lucky enough to go up and have dinner with these four people last night, and here's a little bit of the conversation we had. So here we are on the Saturday night at, um, at Varuna, mm. had a lovely meal. So how's your week been, um, Michelin? You thought it was, what, did you, what was the word you used? You said awesome or? Fantastic. Fantastic, yeah, fantastic. Okay, that works. Yeah. yeah, fantastic, gone way too fast. Um, would have been lovely to be longer. I was just saying to Blake in the kitchen that um, it was... You know, it took us probably about three days to acclimatise and to slow down and to, you know, get into the gist of it. But um, We'd love it to be two weeks or even three weeks, but, you know. No, no, that's a little <laughs> bit too much. But two weeks, maybe. Or ten days. Ten days, ten days maybe, you know. If, maybe one day. Yeah, ten days. But it was. It was very... It was gorgeous. I, I had a fantastic time and I'm to totally blissed out about it. Totally We've had this beautiful weather here in the Blue Mountains that is, you know, to die for. Um, well, describe it for us because oh, okay. anybody listening might think it's been sunny and, and, and <laughs> 25 degrees. It, it has been absolutely magical and misty and showery and chilly. And, you know, today was nine degrees, they said, but it felt like five. So it was really, really lovely. And um, 
I think the very first night on the Monday night when I was, um, after dinner, I was walking out that front door and the sun hadn't actually set yet and it just bang in my face, this beautiful vista of the showers and the light going down and the mist. It was just gorgeous. There's something really special about the light up here. They talk about this, the artists talk about this you know yeah norman Lindsay used to talk about it, i think too that that afternoon light it's a, yes there's a real kind of strange golden yeah hue to it i don't know what it is yeah the, the first night was just lovely and i just felt like i needed to snap it in my head and just keep it there forever is that the night you got locked out shannon is that <laughs> you got locked out <laughs> i think that might have been uh yeah yeah Night one or two, yeah. it was a dark and stormy night. You're calling when out, let Shannon me in, and they're going, we don't know who you key. are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this. Well, now everybody well, does. Well, I was yeah. throwing gravel up at Kennedy's room, oh. but he was so deep in his writing oh, and I, his novels writing, yeah. that he, he did not answer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Michalina didn't hear my screams from over far over across the way could have ended very her, badly, in her luxury <laughs> apartment there. <laughs> So I had to wait until uh, my mate Blake mm. arrived. He ran up from where well, was on the cliff's edge there. Yeah, yeah, down the stairs. Yeah. So Shannon, you you live in the Blue Mountains, so none of this is a surprise to you. But it was still still good. Oh, it's been beyond amazing. You just feel like you're um, standing in the shadows of legends here. I mean, yes. and we are. We There's are. been some pretty amazing so people have come through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just from the Dark family and Eleanor Dark and her books is one of the, you know, first uh, uh, the women writers in Australia who broke the ground for us. And then the, this, the generosity of the family mm. to pass this on to writers. Um, because anyone who's been here will know that you know, if this was bequeathed to you, you'd be very tempted to just live in it, wouldn't you? I mean, it's just because mm. of where it is and and the gardens and all the rest. Absolutely, but, yeah. yeah. You, it's very. It is actually incredibly generous. So, Blake, you're um, you're not from the Blue Mountains. You're you live down Campbelltown Way. Yeah, that's uh, right. Between right. Campbelltown and Wedderburn. So, yeah, 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 not too far from Wedderburn. Um, I grew up at Brinjelly, which is not too far from Penrith. So, the mountains have always kind of been in the background, I guess, of my life. There used to be an excellent um, hamburger shop at Brinjelly, but I think yeah, it's gone now. It's gone, yeah. I remember uh, that one. Oh, dear. <laughs> the things you remember. So how's, it been, how's the week been for you? You're oh. working on something a bit different to some of the others. You're... Yeah, so I'm working on something set more in Outback, so the mountains has been very different from that. Um, but the experience has just been incredible, just being able to spend time with my fellow writers here, with yourself, with our mentor Jack, like mm. more than I could have expected. Um yeah, so I don't think I've gotten as much writing as I'd planned done, but I think I've gotten more of the other stuff mm. around in my head about my writing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Kennedy, you've had you've taken a week off teaching mm. science. Mm. Yes. And how's that been? <laughs> What's been the highlight? <laughs> the the writing or the week not teaching science? Oh, uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, no, actually, look, I enjoy teaching. So, but. Um, but I have to admit, like teaching in this current climate with masks on and so you know so on and so forth is a bit tedious. So so having a week off is a good thing, and having a week off in the mountains mm, even better surrounded, of course, even much better. So really, it's it's a it's a wonderful place, and uh, 
I've had the chance to do some writing too, but I've also enjoyed interacting with like-minded people. And do you feel it legitimizes you as a writer to be hanging with other people who are wanting to be legitimized as writers as well? And I'm not suggesting any of you shouldn't be. I'm, I'm, yes. No. No. I fully. No. 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 That's of course. That's part of the. I mean, part of the satisfaction. You know, when when you see that people in the know, people in places are reading your work and and commenting on it. You know, and and so in a way it it, uh, it boosts your morale you know yeah, because it's, uh, writing is a very solitary business mm. and and uh, and uh, I mean sometimes you can ask your friends to read the work right but I mean your friends are your friends they're never gonna be totally honest with you and then sometimes what you need is people who who provide you with the uh, with the right feedback the constructive feedback the feedback that will uh, that will teach you something and and uh, you know keep you going and uh, I've been having that uh, through this week and uh, I'm very grateful for it seriously Michelin you've and I you know I hope I'm not putting you on the spot here but you you've made no bones about the fact that you felt like a bit of an imposter coming in because it was something that you've just sort of been working on for a number of years this this memoir that you're working on um, Where's where's your imposter meter now, after this? Because you've been hanging with other people who are emerging as well. You've been working with people who are far more established, and you're in this setting where you're surrounded by books by like all the books on mm -hmm. these shelves. People, the people who wrote these books have worked here. Mm -hmm. Where's your where's your um, where's your imposter meter now? Um, I think it's. I think I'm trying to keep it on the positive note and try and keep my negative, um, you know, remarks back um, and say that I think it's, uh, I feel like I deserve to be here. Um, if I didn't, I perhaps would not have um, won the challenge in the first place. Yeah. So then I should pat myself on the back um, and say, yes, Michalina, you're worth it. And um, obviously this story is um, worth talking about, worth writing down, and it's just not me that thinks so. So, you know, take that on board and, you know, stop the negative talk. Yeah, because the, um, the secret that most established writers will tell you is that if you ask the right question is that um, that never goes away, that imposter thing. Mm -hmm. So you're in good company if you still feel like an imposter. I do, yeah, I yeah. do. But you know, I'm not suggesting you should because obviously you're you're here on merit like like everybody. And what about the other you others? Where's your imposter meter hovering? I think it was very helpful for me to see the quality of um, there's the four of us here and to read their work and be truly impressed. I, you know, you all know I've been very enthusiastic and superlative about. Uh, the, that excellent quality. That I'd I'm, like you to be my agent, please. I'm, <laughs> I'm predicting <laughs> prizes. I'm, uh, I'm uh, seeing that they're certainly publishing worthy. And so to be in that kind of company, I just feel honoured. And mm. I feel that, well, my writing probably has some worth as well. Mm. Or is probably, you know, if it's even close to that bar, then I would be very happy. And it's kind of hard to measure your work against other people when there's four fairly Different. distinct genres or, mm. or, or, or writing types in the room. What about you, Blackberry? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I studied creative writing and I stopped for a while after I finished my uni degree because of that imposter syndrome. Like, there's always that feeling you're never going to write as well as the books that you're reading. But then I think entering this competition and getting that validation of being selected mm. is really a big help um, just for that little confidence booster just to keep going. And then Shannon and I had the mentor of Jack Heath and he read both of our works and he was commenting on specific parts and the fact that he'd read it and that he'd taken it in and that he understood what we were trying to do was also just immensely helpful. Mm. Yeah, but still definitely there's still always that imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, well, you know, it never stops. Mm. But Kennedy, it's, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm terrible at science and maths, not because I'm not smart enough, I just don't care yeah um did you find but you're a science teacher so yes. you're obviously you like that kind of the absolute of science perhaps and or not so much the absolute but the you know you can measure things it's measurable mm, and yes. quantifiable yeah, and, yeah. And how hard is it for you to switch to the other side of your brain to to do this to write character driven fiction i don't think i've switched per se i think i'm just reverting to my true nature you know, like when I land, like going to science uh, has been more or less accidental. And and, uh, and though I enjoy it, I really do, because I learn a lot. You know? mm. uh, I still feel that I'm more on the creative side of things. And thankfully, thankfully, teaching is partly an art. So there is a creative element to it. Mm. And that's why I like it. Yeah. Maybe if I were a scientist out there and, and sticking to the repetitive, analytical mundane you know maybe i wouldn't survive a year but but teaching itself you know it, true there are outcomes dictated uh, mandated by the syllabus but you still have the liberty to to teach it in certain and your your audience isn't always the same audience either is no it? no no but i mean there is a room for creativity and and that's what kept me in it for that many years like I've, this is my 32nd year now of teaching but uh, I've always been imaginative, and I needed that outlet, something, something, uh, I don't know, to find myself in, I guess. And and uh, I think writing, it started with writing, and uh, I just joined the, um, like many, many years ago, when I first arrived in Australia, I joined the FAW Fellowship of Australian Writers, Bankstown Regional. And they were such lovely people, and, and uh, they welcomed me into their fold and gave me lots of feedback and lots of encouragement. And one thing led to the other, basically. So, so though I find it uh, difficult, of course, I mean, the, the science language, the, the, the vocab is, is, that you use in science is very different mm. to the one you use in fiction. But, but when I'm writing, I feel, I feel like I'm being myself, and in and, and that way... Uh, hasn't been that difficult for me, no. And Shannon, you're in the sciences as well. You're a, you work in mental health and... I work as a psychotherapist, psychotherapist yep, with yep. people who've been traumatised. Okay. But that's a different kind of science. That actually is it's a humanities science, really, isn't it? Absolutely. I was surprised when you said science. It, uh, it's been a while since I studied science. But you don't think so. it's a science? Uh, I think it's. I think that counselling and uh, working in psychotherapy are an art. Really, it's uh, really about communication and uh, working with people. And I feel it's incredible for being a writer because 
you know the people everybody people share so intimately and so deeply their stories and that's really I think what we're all after in whether we're a writer or a reader it's about what's that story why what makes that person tick what uh, motivates them how did they get from here in their lives to here so you know, I feel like I, I live that in my work and then probably writing is my time to um, digest that in a way. You don't feel like you're going back to work when you're writing, when you're writing your fiction, you don't feel like you're going back to work and exploring people's heads again? No, I worried about that when I started. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I have to be really careful that I don't put anything about Privacy. my yeah. uh, clients in it, you know? Because I also write about trauma in my work, and I thought, oh, I have to just be really cautious about that. Oh, my goodness, what are the legalities? But the brain doesn't work that way, and I'm really very much a pantser in the way that I write in that I just start with a, you know the first word on the page and then let it, let it go. And the imagination is, you know, that's, there's so much fermenting under there that... I would never recognize my clients in there. I recognize maybe locations that I've been into in my life and uh, incidents that have happened. But Because, I mean, SBS, they've got their slogan. I don't know if it's still the case. It used to be 7 billion stories in county. I don't know if it's up to eight yet or mm. whatever. <laughs> but but it's, it's, kind of, it's a truism, but it, mm. it's true, isn't it? That there's, you know, every, every person's got their own, their own stories and their own reason for being where they are and, and so forth. So um, just to wrap up, from each of you, you know, what's the, the big takeaway from this week? Nicolina, what's the, what's the big thing you're taking away? Oh, the television in my room. No, no, not that. Um. <laughs> no television in any place. Um, that, that's been fantastic as well, having no television in the house, no television in the studio, so you're not tempted at all. You, and I've also found that I, you know, haven't been checking, um, you know, the news on on the phone to see how many people have died today. Well, Sydney's washed away. I <laughs> yeah, and, and the weather reports. So um, it's a nice isolation for those uh, six, seven days. Um, the biggest takeaway, I think, is, um, like I was saying before, was the um, the validation and the, the support that... Um, you know, uh, uh, I hope <laughs> that my head allows me to have, um, you know, a few months of positivity so that I don't um, bring myself back down, you know, and, 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 and just be able to access all this, um, you know, everything that we've done and able to um, just be able to keep going with it. And I also... Um, downloaded Pomodoro today and um, I thought that's a great idea we're going to do that and so you know um, starting probably not Monday but maybe Tuesday just like my diet Tuesday <laughs> um, Tuesday we're going to start with that and we're going to do um, a little bit every day and um, you know allow myself I think I think that's the other thing is give yourself permission to be worthy enough for that, you know, not put everything else that is more that you think is more important, mm. you know, like vacuuming or whatever it is, you know, just allow that to happen. 
It was really interesting what Lee Kaufman said in her Q&A yesterday when she said that, you know, five one-hour sessions, writing sessions a week, she feels is more valuable than one, one eight-hour day of writing. I can see how that would work, absolutely. Yeah. If you were giving, you know, if you were allowing yourself that permission to say, okay, whatever time it happens during the day, it doesn't matter what, you don't have to sink it in at six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock at night, just whatever time it happens, just go with the flow, okay, it's time to write and do it. And the other thing you can take away is the knowledge that you are now a Varuna alumnus. <laughs> I'm not a Varuna alumnus. I've never never stayed here, so I'm not one. I was on the board and I'm not one. And if you're listening to this, Amy, let's rectify that. Sure. But, but yeah, you're now you're all now Varuna alumni. That's that's amazing because I don't even know what the word means. It just means that you get <laughs> means that you're now one of the Varuna people who's done the thing at Varuna, and yeah, yeah. you can go, you can talk to pretty much any person who's a writer and say, are you a, are you an alumnus of Varuna? Because I am. Gosh. Yeah. And it means you also get special deals on courses and things, I think. I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. But you're going to have to return the television before that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kennedy? What, what you, what's, what's your big takeaway? Uh, look, um, I think, uh, I don't know, I, I, feel, uh, I feel more confident with, with my writing. And, uh, because you you were actually sorry to interrupt, but you you seemed quite kind of emotional the other day, if I if you don't mind me saying yeah. so. When we first arrived here, yeah. you, you you you've waited a long time to do this. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. I mean, I do I do get those uh, emotional peaks and troughs, unfortunately. Maybe, I don't know. Depends in what context uh, you're looking at. But uh, look, I feel again. I feel like I had an outlet and 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 I had an opportunity to 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 mix with like-minded people and uh, I realized yet again that I'm not alone in this journey. Mm. You know, there are people like me, people who are struggling, people uh, who are you know who, who take a blow and then they stand up again and push again and uh, and I believe like in my case because I applied so many times before and. Uh, and it's only this year that I've been successful. I believe that uh, persistence does pay off in the long run. As long as you take feedback on board, as long as you try to better yourself each and every day, eventually, eventually, you may get places, you know? And, and the fact that I'm here today amongst you uh, is a testimony to that, mm. I think. The interesting thing about feedback is that you know, you don't have to take all the feedback, but just hearing the different feedback, mm. even if, because you'll often get feedback that contradicts the, the previous person's feedback. Yes, of course, yes. But being out, just having to consider those kind of helps yes. you clarify in your own of mind course, what you should do. Course, yes, yes. Blake, what about you? I think the opportunity to have, um, I guess, have the time to, to not create a writing discipline, but to sort of hone that that skill to sit down and say, this is my writing time now, I think I'll take that away because, I mean, as you know, balancing full-time work and writing is, is challenging. So I think I have to be more protective around the time that I say, this is my writing time. I need to focus on writing. Don't want interruptions. Don't want to think about doing the grocery shopping or vacuuming, like McLean has said. So I think, I think for me, the thing I'll take away is the discipline, but also protecting that 
that time. Mm. Shannon. Mm. All great points. I think I'm, I'm a fairly disciplined writer. I, it's, it's my thing. I'm older, so I feel like I don't have a lot of time to write, so I want to make the most of it. Um, so I bring that to the table already. Uh, I think the, some big pieces for this week have been the writing friendships and the um, both with the participants that we've had here and our incredible mentors in yourself, James, like just that opportunity to talk about writing, whether it's my writing or books that we've read or to look um, at other people's writing and their process and just immerse in that and feel like a writer for this time, think about it, uh, live it, uh, dream it, that's where I want to be in my life and it's been an incredible privilege. I feel myself choked up right now it's just such an honour. No, you're welcome. And, and the thing is that, you know, as I said on that first day, that um, it's, it's good to get past the BS of just having to explain to people who haven't really thought too much about what they want to ask you about being a writer, but they put in the spot at a party and they go, oh, you, what, what, do you, what do you write about? Would I have read any, any of your books? I bet you wish you'd written Harry Potter or, or whatever. And to hang out with people where you can sort of get past all that and just yeah. dig straight in. You don't have to feel embarrassed about claiming to be a writer or any of those things which we all still do yeah um you just uh you just get on with it so that, no that's a good point i'm glad that that's what you've taken from this and you know these these friendships and so forth they continue and um like i said on that first day too that the fact that writing is very glacial and it takes you don't see a glacier moving but you see what it's achieved when you come back you know hundreds of years later <laughs> Um, but it's glacial at the time and it's very easy to stand there and go, it hasn't moved for a week, this glacier is doing nothing. <laughs> but in actual fact, it is doing a, a massive amount and and that's, I think, partly what this is valuable for is to be with other people who understand that just because you've only written a little bit this today doesn't mean you're any less of a writer than Absolutely, you were yesterday. Yeah. You know? that's and, right. and the generosity, uh, it, it's that has just blown me over you know yourself we had uh, we're so lucky to have Jack Heath he, like it, he wants us to succeed mm. you can just feel it um, we had Lee Kaufman talk to us yesterday and you know I can hardly wait to study with mm. her she's just uh, uh, overflowing with thoughts and ideas and mm. jumping in with enthusiasm I love that and I know yeah, you guys also Zoya. love yeah. Zoya Zoya Patel Kind of like, yeah, very thorough and uh, like um, very knowledgeable. Mm. And yeah. everybody, this, this, uh, all of the staff Vichy at Varuna, and and oh my gosh, and yeah, you know, right down to the lovely, you know, Louise who came in to clean and I had, yeah, a, had a great yeah. chat with her and we talked about poetry and this place lives and breathes mm. writing, mm. that's what yeah. it's it here does, for, it and it, uh. It's, uh, you know, a temple to the written word. <laughs> it is. And at risk of making anyone who was hoping to be here who might be grudgingly listening to this, 
Um, can we talk about the food just for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't stop it in. Come uh, on. Man. <laughs> here we go with all this stuff in front of us. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. It is a, it is a bit of a it is a bit of an experience of Varuna. It's being food, so. spoilt and nurtured and, you know, just you know, just being looked after, you know, you're totally looked after from the minute that you walk in, you know, you're just being looked after and nurtured. It's the odd neck and shoulder massage probably wouldn't go astray. But... <laughs> yeah, that's what it's missing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for those out there who are trying to to make it to Varuna, keep trying, okay. guys. Yeah. It, you know, just work hard, take on feedback, and you'll get there. And Varuna is one step in the right direction, that's for sure. So we'll let Kennedy have the last word there because uh, I think he's absolutely right. There's just one of the uh, opportunities that one can take advantage of to progress their career as a writer. Uh, and he's absolutely right. If you were hoping to get to Varuna in the last year or the previous year or whenever, don't despair. Uh, continue to apply and apply yourself and see how you go because... Your chance may be coming. It's a wonderful program and we just finally want to say thank you so much to Varuna for the support that they offer, to Jack Heath and to Zoya Patel for their fantastic mentorship and to Lee Kaufman for doing the Q&A on the Friday afternoon. Amy and Vici, Vera, uh, Sheila and her daughter, whose name I was so sorry completely uh, eludes me for the moment. Thank you so much for your contribution and to all the people who applied and to all the people who helped assess those applications and to the four residents themselves for their, their willingness to share their work and to learn and to really get the most out of everything that this program offers. So thank you to everyone and look, that's the end of our podcast today. I think we're going to just leave it there. So thank you for listening. We will be back in... A fortnight with another podcast. We're going to hopefully have some announcements on what we might be offering over the school holidays. Or oh, I should actually mention to you that Belinda Morell is our current clubhouse guest blogger, but she is going to be leaving us soon. And Nathan Luff is coming in to take over. So that should be a lot of fun for the holidays as well. So that's it from us for this fortnight. We'll see you in a week with another mini masterclass and a fortnight with another podcast. And as we always say, happy creating. Mm-hmm.